passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. And now back to your regular programming. You've never heard less productive announcements. Heard nationally, it's the Belief in FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon, former Rhode Island football player. Just me today. Sean apparently has more important things to do than to be on the show with me today after we had a really important outcome with South Dakota State beating North Dakota State and a crazy upset that has jolted Idaho way up in the rankings after they beat Montana. I did not want to wait until Tuesday at the end of the day to get this episode out because of the importance of that these two games and some other headlines have on the landscape of the college FCS football playoff. Um, and it, I'm like, I'm just going to say this. It's frustrating as hell that I'm the only one sitting here and care enough to talk about this shit. Uh, I'm, this isn't a bit like, it's kind of ridiculous that he couldn't have made the time this weekend, but again, no, he's got more important things and his schedule is apparently busier than mine, even though it's not regardless. A lot of games that we want, I want to talk about this this past weekend. Before we do, though, I would just love to remind everybody to head on over to Bet Online, which has the best betting platform out there for updated odds, lines, whatever it is, and you can bet on any game. And not just I'm not just talking about the MLB playoffs or betting on the kickoff to the NBA season or NFL games, college football games. First of all, there's FCS lines. There's a lot of them, which is surprising. They added them this season. And there's actually been a couple times where I've bet on some of these FCS games. But like you can get the most random sports on Bet Online. If you want to go drop those bets, Bet Online is the place to do it. You can do it from anywhere. It's one of the best betting platforms. It's the one that I personally use. If you're going to do it, make sure you use code BELIEVE50 when you create your account, and you'll get a 50%. A uh, sign-up bonus when you do create account that's Believe50, head on over to betonline.ag. How about that? Sean gives me shit for not doing the read right. I couldn't even pull up the read in time. I did it without the without the script. Suck on that. All right. First most important one we have to talk about. Obvious. Obvious. This weekend, we had the marker game between South Dakota State and North Dakota State, and South Dakota State traveled to the Fargo Dome to face off with the Bison. And... There was a lot of contention, a lot of debate on who was going to win this football game. I came into this week believing and saying that South Dakota State was going to win. I had the utmost confidence in their ability to win this football game, and it frankly stacked up like that they were going to win this game. And the big reason why I supported them was because of their defensive success and their defense's ability to completely neutralize opposing offenses. 
South Dakota State obviously wins 23 to 21, pushing them up to the number one spot in the national rankings for, for their very first time ever. This is the first time the Jackrabbits have ever been ranked number one uh, in the national rankings, depending on the poll, but first time for them. And the one thing that was proven right by me that I said the entirety of the season, and some people disagreed with me on this take, is that South Dakota State's defense is the best in the country. And in a game where they had to travel to a hostile environment, their defense won them this football game. The turnovers, the tackles for loss, the sacks, all of the disruption that they created in this game is why they were able to win. The interception that they had right before the half with about like three minutes to go, that is what set this game into motion. And then the sacks and the pressures, those big defensive plays completely took North Dakota State's offense out of the game in the second half. And South Dakota State's offense, on the other hand, while I've we've talked about and we've discussed on the show some of the complications and issues that they have, the inconsistencies, Granowski will be good one drive and then he'll make a, st- a mistake on the other, which we saw in this game. They took advantage of those opportunities and scored points off of key drives. And then particularly the most important aspect here is that they scored on their first four possessions of the second half. That's why they took over the momentum. That interception set up them scoring on their first four possessions in the second half and then ultimately winning the football game. And the main takeaway that I have from South Dakota State's offense, holy shit, Isaiah Davis is so freaking good. And I, I know that the Yankee Twins had a, uh, had some really nice big plays. I always mix up which one's which, which I, you know, don't hate on me for mixing up uh, Jaden and Jackson. I believe that's their names, but they're both talented. They both both made big plays, but the balls by Isaiah Davis, man, the the grit by him, the aggressiveness, the downhill nature to his running style. The kid's going to get drafted first of all, and I I have talked highly of him on the draft content that I do on this channel. But the way that he impacted this game and picked up huge chunk plays, not just like simple short pickups, but huge chunk plays when they needed it is why they won this game and why I think South Dakota State is going to continue to win important football games for the remaining stretch of their season. The one other takeaway that I have from this is in regards to North Dakota State, and I I know this is kind of turning into me bringing up all my takes and how I think I was right on them. But one of the things I said going into this game is that North Dakota State, when they try and are asked to move away from what they do best, they're going to struggle. And what they do best is hard-nosed, between the tackles, running the football with a number of different running backs that they have available in their stable. When Cam Miller has to do all the work and he has to complete those long, third and long, third and medium type plays, he doesn't typically have success. And while I was high on him coming into this week and was saying that he's made progression since last season where he struggled in this game, those issues arose. And the one drive that I point out the most is the way that, or sorry, let me backtrack for a second. The drive that I point to the most is that final drive where they were moving the football, they got to midfield, and then they completely stalled and gave up the football on a turnover on downs on 4th and 10. 
there were a lot of issues. And when they're forced in these situations, when they have to pick up those long and distance to go situations and throw the football, the success just is not there. There is no Christian Watson on this team. There is nobody that can be a go-to target to pick up those plays. That will be a concern for the remainder of the season. And that is going to be a strategy that other opponents are going to implement when they're facing off against this North Dakota State offense. If you can slow down the rushing game the same way that South Dakota State did, which is not going to be an easy task. South Dakota State did that because they are really freaking talented on defense. But if you can slow them down a little bit and force them into a couple third and long situations, that's where the mistakes happen. That's where Cam Miller gets sacked. That's where they can't complete those plays. And then they have to end up giving the ball back to the opposing team. Now, I think that we now need to discuss the landscape because there, there were a lot of people saying that South Dakota State shouldn't be number one. Like there were some people that were trying to make that argument. Some people were also asking, like, how far does North Dakota State fall? The one benefit that South Dakota State now has is they got through the difficult stretch of their schedule. There is no reason they should not finish this season undefeated. Sorry, undefeated in, in FCS play. Not counting the Iowa loss. They have North Dakota next, Indiana State, Northern Iowa, and Illinois State. Those are not just winnable games. Those are very easable, easily winnable games. And I actually, one thing that needs to be pointed out here, and I talked about this after Tennessee beat Alabama, you cannot allow this game to be the defining point in your season. You cannot hang your hat on this. You need to move on to the next game and act like this is just a standard part of jackrabbit football is beating North Dakota State. Because we see time and time again in the history of college football, when you beat your rival and you get too jacked up and then you show up to play a, a good North Dakota team in this circumstance and you get beat because you're looking too far ahead. You're resting on your laurels of the achievement of beating North Dakota State. They need to keep moving forward, and I, I think they're fully capable of it, but I am excited to see what South Dakota State does after this game. The other big game that happened this week in Idaho with the shocking winner and the fastest risers in all of the polls, and heck, even in my poll that I submitted for the FCS Fan Nation poll, uh, they're like moving up into the top 15 after beating Montana 30-23, to 23, and there was a lot of exposure here on Montana's offensive problems. It's the same thing every single season with Montana. Their defense is really freaking good. They've got a lot of hard-nosed kids in their secondary at their linebacking units. They make a lot of you know big plays and their tough, gritty program. But offensively, they just don't have the juice. If they turn the ball over a couple times, they make a couple of mistakes, they don't have the juice to get back into a football game. And that's exactly what happened here. I was very wary of Montana. And they were like a... A lot of people early on this season that were saying that were saying Montana was the best team in the country, and I, I didn't think that they proved anything to me and said showed anything to me that they were deserving of that. And this was their first legitimate test, and they failed in that test. Idaho, I am excited about. Coach Jason Eck, man, has turned this program around quick. And I'm not saying that this program is going to go on to to win a national championship this year or you know have a deeper on the playoff. They're going to probably be a year or so away from reaching that achievement. But for them to go to the issue, go from the issues that they had over the past couple of years in the previous regime 
to now shocking a team like Montana shows that there is a rapid culture shift. And I got to give props to Coach Eck. My man has the best social media presence out of any FCS coach right now. The It's not necessarily shit talking, but the way that he has interacted with people on social media and the, I don't want to call it like aloofness, but the, the confidence that Coach Eck is presenting is amazing. I love it. I forget which pundit it was, but somebody, somebody tweeted some uh, what, like a bigger pundit tweeted something about FBS teams and you know undefeated teams to lose, and Coach Eck commented under that that Idaho also knocked off Montana to point out his achievement, and I, I love it. This is the juice that you need to have if you're a team like Idaho that is going from a, a failing regime and into a, a new one. I think that everyone is backing him, everyone is supporting that him as a as a head coach. It seems like the fans absolutely love him. And, you know, this might be a little bit of a teaser for next year. I'm excited for the possibility of of going and watching an Idaho football game in that stadium in Moscow. We'll see if that trip ends up happening. I'm not going to say too much. But um, regardless, Idaho being good is good for the landscape of FCS football. It's one of the most engaged fan bases, one of the most active fan bases and I, I think that maybe not this season, but in the future, they're going to continue to have a high impact in their conference and in, in on the national landscape. Now, more of the same for Sacramento State, who one of those teams that has been brought up now that North Dakota State lost, lost as maybe they're the number one team. They blasted Eastern Washington. And this is less telling of Sacramento State and more telling of Eastern Washington. Talk about a fall from grace. Like they looked really good this year at the beginning of the season. And I think everyone was getting really excited by their performances early on, but they, they've just continually underwhelmed. And I, I think that after that, we can just move on. We can stop pretending that Eastern Washington's suddenly going to be competitive. But, you know, some people might still try to rank them with one win. Some people might still try to do it. I'm sorry, sorry, Kyler, for bashing your team. Uh, but Eastern Washington. This is not their year. As fun as it was to say Gunnar Talkington every every other episode, this is not their year. Sac State, on the other hand, looks really freaking good. 52 to 28, as I said. Huge, huge victory. I want to close this out talking about the CAA landscape because there is a lot of uncertainty who the top team is in the CAA. And William and Mary continues to look impressive. Delaware continues to look impressive. But the mid-tier programs are doing this, this ordeal that we see every single year in the CAA where everybody just starts eating up on each other. Everyone just starts ganging up on each other, knocking each other off. And Richmond beats Villanova, which I did not predict. I thought Villanova was going to win that game. It ended up being really low scoring, 20 to 10. I don't really know if I'm willing to commit to, to Richmond, but they showed competitiveness, aptitude that they're capable of being one of the ranked CAA teams. And then the other one, I got to give a shout out to my boys, Elon, or not Elon, Rhode Island beating Elon uh, 17 to 10. I didn't watch any of this game. I know that it was homecoming. You know, Sean had a blast or whatever, who who gives a shit. Um, but Rhode Island's defense is good enough to compete with anybody in the CAA. And if had they not lost to Delaware, I think the discussion on who the best program in the CAA is would be very, very different. 
their next legitimate test is if they can beat William and Mary at William and Mary. And I can tell you having traveled to that game and traveling to that bizarre, odd, energyless stadium and campus, uh, it's a tough place to play. It's not easy. It's a tiny stadium. It's just in the middle of freaking nowhere. It's in a really weird spot. Rhode Island's so good, though. But the one thing I say, and I say this on every goddamn show, the CAA is the best conference in the FCS. And the fact that we've got six ranked CAA teams is proof of that. The best talent is in the other conferences, but the best parity is in the CAA with any team being able to win on any given Saturday. Anyone can win on, on any single game. Even Stony Brook or Albany could, could come in and upset one of these top teams. It's possible. All right, that's going to be a, a good note to wrap me up on. Obviously, the quality of the show is not as good without Sean. Maybe we can get some motivation from people. You know, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to I'm going to incentivize people. I know we've got a. We, this is the most active listener base that I have on any of the shows on this on this channel. We we've been getting a lot more activeness on the the Hack City streams that I do. I want everyone to tag Sean and ask him where he was today. Everyone tag him on Twitter. He's not going to listen to the show. He's not going to listen to this episode because he doesn't give a shit. And again, I'm not doing a bit. I'm actually legitimately kind of pissed off that he had more important things to do and doesn't want to tape after probably the most important weekend of FCS football and his non-commitment to doing the other streams with me. Please, I want another, I want everyone to please tag Sean at Sanderson Radio. Sean, why weren't you on the stream today? Actually, I want to take that a step further. Tag Sean at Sanderson Radio and tell them that the, the, sh the show today was better without him. That's what I want. I want everyone to get in his head. I want to ruin his week. That's my goal. Uh, at Joe Delio, thanks everyone for tuning in. I wish I was in a better mood. Um, appreciate everyone listening to me ramble, but we'll be back with more coverage later in the week. Maybe Sean shows up. Maybe he doesn't. Who the hell knows? This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.